Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 83. Uh, if there's confusion with the numbering, it's my fault, okay? I apologize. Uh, I have been doing these podcasts ahead of time uh, due to the unfortunate situation with my neighbor upstairs, <clears throat> um, who is very noisy. And I'm trying very hard to love my neighbor, but um, it's very challenging. And, uh, well, it's one of the crosses we have to bear, right? So if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share. So join me as we pray the act of contrition. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray, for, pray with me to the Lord our God, and ask Almighty God for mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Christe Elysion, Christe Elysion, Christe Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. <clears throat> Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church and families and terror of demons, pray for us. St. Peter, the Apostle, pray for us. St. Paul, the Apostle, pray for us. St. John, the Apostle, pray for us. St. Mary Magdalene, pray for us. St. John, the Baptist, pray for us. St. Athanasius, pray for us. St. Ambrose, pray for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. St. Monica, pray for us. St. Jerome, pray for us. And St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. St. Francis of Assisi, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, defend us from evil and pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. So this is the uh, for the Sunday for the fourth week of Lent. Fourth week of Lent. If I made confusions, sorry, I meant fourth week of Lent. All right, so the readings are from the second book of Chronicles. All right, and hold on. I didn't do the, uh, oh boy. Entrance Antiphon. Rejoice, Jerusalem, and all who love her. Be joyful, all who who were in mourning. Exult and be satisfied at her consoling breast. This is from Isaiah chapter 66, verse 10 to 11. You can see I've put myself in a pickle. All right, so here it is. A reading from the second book of Chronicles. The wrath and mercy of the Lord are revealed in the exile and liberation of his people. Reading from the second book of Chronicles. In those days, all the princes of Judah and the priests and the people added infidelity to infidelity, 
practicing all the abominations of the nations and polluting the Lord's temple, which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. Early and often did the Lord, the God of their fathers, send his messengers to them, for he had compassion on his people and his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers of God, despised his warnings, and scoffed at his prophets, until the anger of the Lord, of, of the Lord against his people was so inflamed that there was no remedy. Their enemies burned the house of God, tore down the walls of Jerusalem, and set all its pal palaces afire, destroying all its precious objects. Those who escaped the sword were carried captive to Babylon, where they became servants of the king of the Chaldeans and his sons, until the kingdom of the Persians came to power. All this was to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, until the, until the land has retrieved its lost Sabbaths. During all the time it lies waste, it shall have rest, while seventy years are fulfilled. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord inspired King Cyrus of Persia to issue this proclamation throughout his kingdom, both by the word of mouth and in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the, the Lord, the God of heaven, has given to me, and he has also charged me to rebuild, to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever therefore among you belongs to any part of his people, let him go up, and may his, may his God be with him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 137. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. By the streams of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. On the aspens of that land we hung up our harps. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. For there are for there our captors asked us of the lyrics of our songs. And our despoilers urged us to be joyous. Sing for us the songs of Zion. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. How could we sing a song of the Lord in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand be forgotten. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. May my tongue cleave to my palate if I remember you not or if I place not Jerusalem ahead of my, my joy, let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. Okay, so this particular psalm, actually there is uh, a part here they omitted. Uh, it's uh, not a very pretty uh, thing where the captives of Jerusalem made reference of taking the, the young of the Chaldeans, the Babylonians and bashing their heads against the stone. 
sort of like in anger because of the fact that the temple has been destroyed. But, um, but this is, this is a post exile Psalm. This is a, a Psalm sung by the rivers of Babylon, them remembering and weeping, realizing that they have failed the Lord, as you have seen in the reading, uh, the second book of Chronicles. It's, um, the fact that they failed God, they committed, uh, horrible, abominable things, uh, much. It's like what's happening today. Uh, they fell into, um, uh, to the, um, sexual immorality by practicing the, the practices of the pagan religions, child sacrifice. I mean, look at us today. Now they're talking about legalizing pedophilia. Yeah. So we haven't changed. Just to remind you, we have not changed one bit. It's a sad thing. And the fact is, who knows what could happen? I mean, remember, just as in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. Will, when the Son of Man returns, will he find any righteousness upon the earth? So we have to think very carefully about this. Okay, this is the second reading is from Ephesians. St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10. God, who is in rich in mercy because of the great love he had for us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, brought us to life with Christ. By grace you have been saved, raised up with him, and seated, uh, seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from you, it is the gift of God. It is not from works, so no one may boast. For we are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, for the good works that God has prepared in advance, that we should live in them. The, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. God, who is rich in mercy because of the great love he had for us, and even when we were dead in our transgressions, brought us to life with Christ brought us to life in Christ. Even though we could be dead in our sins, we could be so indifferent, so completely lost. There's still hope. There's still hope for a conversion. There's still hope for, for forgiveness. There's still hope for all this. I mean, to go above everything, to go above our sinful ways, there is a chance to change. There is hope, maybe not, maybe not to people of this world, but there is hope. By grace, you have been saved, raised up with him, and he seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus. God can raise us up in Jesus. We are saved. We can gain back our dignity. We can gain back self-respect. God can look at us differently. And he will not see our sinful ways, but only he can see the dignity and the power and the glory in Christ in us. And above we could, in him we'll find our happiness, our joy. 
even beyond ages ages when this world is melted away and gone we will find salvation in christ we will find hope and happiness and joy in the world to come he might he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in the likeness of Christ Jesus, in the very we will be made in the likeness of his Son, in the image and likeness of Jesus. For by grace have you been saved through faith. And this is not from you. It is the gift of God. It is a beautiful gift from God. It is God's gift to us. No work of our own. No good work, no nothing, but by faith, by trusting and by handing our life over, by letting go of our old life, we gain a new life. Born again, made anew, made in the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. It is not from works. No one may boast. No one can boast. No one can say that this is their work because we can't. How many of us who make a mess of our lives find ourselves that we can't fix it? We can't make, we can't fix anything. We cannot in this world. And some people will never forgive. There are brothers and sisters, family members that will never forgive you for the horrible mistakes you made. But only, only if they believe in Christ Jesus, only in God is possible. But of course, they have to willingly hand over their old life. Sorry if you hear any noise in the pa uh, upstairs this person is playing their music they like to play their tv very loud um so no one can boast for we are his handiwork we are god's own work by his own hands we are his new creation he's the artist he can make us new you know you see sometimes like even um how Artists remove, add things, remove in clay or sculpture. They chip away. God is, God is the artist. We, we are the stone or the clay created in Christ Jesus for the good works that God has prepared in advance that we should live in them. So realize that you are God's handiwork. And God is is molding us. We still keep our individuality, but we are in the image and likeness of Jesus Christ, the new Adam. So put aside any fear and any unhappiness. Put aside all of it. Hand it over to God. Trust him. We have no control of our lives. Better to hand your life over to God and be made in the image and likeness of Christ than anything else. I'd rather have that. I don't want anything else. I want only to be made in the image and likeness of God, of what God wants me to be in Jesus Christ. All right, let's move on. Okay. Uh, the gospel reading, gospel verse from John uh, chapter 3, verse 16, the very famous words, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believed in him might have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that everyone who believes in him might have eternal life. Okay. Okay, and the readings are from John chapter 3, verse 14 to 21. It's the encounter with Nicodemus. 
Jesus said to Nicodemus, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might, ha might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might ha be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the verdict, that light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. For everyone who does, who does wicked things hates the light and does not come toward the light so that his work might not be exposed. But whoever lives in the truth comes to the light so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, in uh, the first reading, Second Chronicles, we are given the image of um, uh, Israel's destruction. Um, they finally, it finally caught up with them. Their sins, their abuses has finally caught up with them. A lot of people, um, I think we really need to take it seriously because one warning after another warning has been handed over to them. God has sent them one prophet after another prophet, and it says it here. All right. In those days, all the princes of Judah, the priests, the priests, and the people, added infidelity to infidelity, practicing all the abominations of the nations and polluting the Lord's temple, which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. Early and often did the Lord, the God of their fathers, send his messengers to them, for he had compassion on his people and his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers of God, despised his warnings, and scoffed at his prophets until the anger of the Lord against his people was so inflamed that there was no remedy. Their enemies burnt the house of God, tore down the walls of Jerusalem, and set all its palace afire, and destroyed all its precious objects. Those who escaped the sword were carried captive to Babylon, where they became servants of the king of the Chaldeans and his sons. So, let me ask you, how can this not also happen to us? How can this not happen to us? Have you noticed what's happened last year? You notice how people were tearing down statues. You notice that churches were being burned. You notice how it seems to be political unrest, constant strife, constant uh, people fighting each other. You notice that immorality has grown in our nation, in our country, in our people. You notice that it all seems to be going in a direction where there's no return. Why should not the blessings and curses that were given to ancient Israel not pass to us, not pass to our nation, our, the Christians? Because 
the fact is, it's not just about one people. Israel was a type picture of the church, the type picture of the church and the people of God. <clears throat> we, we are the new Israel. We are the new Israel. And the blessings and curses that were given to them has been passed down to us. We have a responsibility as Catholics. And yet for some reason, look how their priests fell into infidelity. And look what our priests, they're falling into infidelity. Look at the, look at the perversion. They fell into those perversions too. We're falling into the same perversions. There seems to be constant obsession with sex and perversion in us. So all that had happened before in their time is happening again. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. Will, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith upon the earth? Just as they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving Mary in the days of the prophet Noah, until the rains came, and Noah and his family and every living creature entered the ark. And the Lord God closed the door. God himself closed the door of the ark. And all of them were left out. So shall it be during the days of the Son of Man. Okay, the ark of Noah was a type picture of the church. The ark of Noah was a type picture of the holy church. And the door to the side was a picture of Christ's pierced side, the sacred heart. Soon, all will be shut. The ark was a picture of the tabernacle. All now, all authority of heaven and earth have been handed over to the Son of God, to the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. There's no escape. There is no escape. <clears throat> But there is escape still. The mercies of God are expressed through his son, Jesus Christ. It's still the day of salvation. It's still the day of hope. We can escape our sins. We can escape the pollution of this world. We can escape the disease, the sinful disease of this world. In Jesus Christ, as St. Paul tells us, not the work of our hands, none of us can boast, but it's the work of God, the handiwork of God. We can be liberated, freed. We can, just as the floods came and washed away all the sins of that former world, so through Christ in his baptism. And if you're a baptized Catholic, please listen. You can find freedom and from your sins regardless what your sins were there's still hope for you there's still hope for all of us don't think that you're beyond god's salvation you're not none of us are despair is a greater sin probably the greatest of all sins, regardless what blasphemies you have committed, regardless what you could have said about him, regardless all the horrible things you might have taken part in, regardless of the drugs, the sex, anything, no matter how evil, God will change your heart, will liberate you. And 
God will walk you. God will be with you. God will be with you. Even, you know, if whatever crimes we have committed in this world that we have to make account for, Christ will make it redemptive. Christ will turn, turn, turn it redemptive. You know, even a serial killer can be liberated. St. Paul persecuted Christians. He sent them to their death. And Jesus said, he will suffer much for me. When he, when he was converting, when he was bringing St. Paul into, into, his, into the, the, his life, into the eternal life, it can, be, it can happen. All our sins, Jesus can take them and make them redemptive. Because we, we, need to, we need salvation and we need closure. Jesus can make it. Jesus can take the worst things we did and help make it to his good works. Everything can be done in Christ. Everything. And in St. John's Gospel, regardless Everything we've done, all the secrets and dirty things we've done, all the horrible things we've done in the dark, Jesus can bring it into light. And the thing is, your conversion can be a positive redemption for others. Your conversion can be a positive redemption for others. And that's because we're human beings. Everything that we've done in the past, people can be amazed. Wow. This person, I mean, the horrible things this person did. And look how he, look how he or she changed. Look how they changed. It's like, what changed them? What made them different? What, what, what happened? That's what conversions do. Conversions inspire others. We can be an inspiration for others to change an inspiration to be liberated, to help others show them, you know, if this person can change, it may not happen right away. That's the most amazing thing. But it may, they, it would stick with them. Maybe it will bother them. Maybe it will haunt them. It will get them to think. They may not be able to shake it out of their heads. They can... Stop, never stop thinking about it, but think how it will one day make them realize. I think maybe I better change because I don't like the direction my life is going. And they could get down on their knees and pray, pray. Pray for, for, for a way to change. They may get so horrified, but what could happen to them, the direction that their lives can go. So think about it. Think about it. If you have someone in your life who you love, a brother, a sister, a cousin, a family member, a friend, and you want, and you want them to see that there's hope, there's hope. Okay, I'm going to end it here. All right. Again, once more, I uh, I uh, apologize. Uh, what's um, all this? Um, if you hear anything in the background, I apologize. Okay. God bless and be well.
Okay, so let's say the Nessing Creed. <clears throat> I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men, for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Okay. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection, our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So forgive me if anything in the numbering turns out messed up. Or you hear anything in the background, um, I'm sorry, but the situation is the way it is right now. Um, I try to do it early in the morning. Um, I also try to do it the day before, but I usually do it when it's very quiet. And unfortunately, it hasn't been like that lately. Um, I apologize. So please pray for me that hopefully the situation improves. Um, I really enjoy, enjoy doing these podcasts and I notice people do listen to them. And even if it's a, a small audience, I still am glad that I'm reaching out to people um, because I think this is a good way for us to get close together. Also, if anybody can go on my um, Facebook page and please leave a comment, if it's possible, the Informed Catholic on Facebook, I really would appreciate it. So, folks, thank you and uh, God bless.